0: the North
1: Pole I see hold this please thank you is
2: this you yeah well it says here no photo with the department store Santa this year no letter to Santa and you made your sister put out the milk and cookies Mm-mm. sounds to me like this is your crucial year if I were you I would think about climbing on board Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome back to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And it's Christmas time, so we do a Christmas movie sometimes, sometimes science fiction, sometimes not. (laughs) Uh, And this year, we are going to be talking about The Polar Express by Chris Van Ellsberg, which was a 1985 children's book. And we're also going to be talking about a movie. So let's start talking about uh, the story. (coughs) Oh, did I shortchange the movie? No, no, it's like bit? how you're like we're gonna be talking about a movie. The movie was <laughs> not, not the movie, just just a movie. Yeah, a movie, a movie. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's not a movie.
0: <laughs> it's a 2004 movie. 2004 movie directed <laughs> by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks, 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 Peter Scolari, Nona Gay, and Tom Hanks. And Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason. Yes. Uh, with music by Alan Alvin
2: Silvestri. Allen, Alan Silvestri. Alan? Alan Silvestri? Alan Silvestri. Yes. All right. Alvin!
1: And uh, Steve Tyler, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. And, <laughs> and you, had, you, had, you had to go to the low point of the movie, <laughs> oh. right at the top. <laughs>
2: Everyone who seen Harry looked like he has an elf. <laughs> well, so everybody who listened to recent episodes know that I have not been a big fan of this movie. Um, so the question is, will there be a redemption story? Will Seth have come around
0: and say that he liked this movie this time? That is the question. This movie is a redemption the story. The question is, no. will, you preside, will you Will will you you join with Hero Boy and be redeemed? Oh, I don't know. Oh, right. I, I, oh, I meant to watch the credits for that. Is he actually
2: credited as Hero Boy? Yes.
1: Okay. Blasted. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to watch
2: that. Hero boy, hero girl, <laughs> poor boy, know it all, Billy,
1: and then Billy. No, no, Billy was the poor boy. But he actually had a name.
2: Okay, I think he's credited as poor boy. Is he really? Yeah. Oh damn. But, <laughs> I mean, we can pop it back in. That's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be the holidays without one of those. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the story, the story. Right, James, well, you're the story, man? How about? Because I go we, on for ages we'll and ages. We talk about previous history with this. Title. Oh, previous history. Yes.
2: There'll probably be different previous history for the dads in the in Oh the yeah, for sure. Um, all, right, all right James. Um, so my only
1: history has been the movie. I watched it, I don't know, years ago. Okay. Um and wasn't super impressed by it. Uh so it really didn't really become a uh Christmas favorite, I think. Gotcha. For neither Emily or I. Okay. Um but we did like the hot chocolate song, so we always drink hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Which we did today. Yeah. So that's that's my favorite part of the movie. And it but it hasn't It wasn't a favorite enough to draw me back into the movie on a regular basis, so it's been a few years since I watched it.
2: All right. What about you, Colin? Book and movie.
0: I hadn't read the book. We took our kids to see the movie when they were five and three. Neither kid was able to sit through the movie because things scared them too badly. So, Wait, so this was the
1: theater you guys were talking about?
0: Yeah. We took them to the Lloyd Center.
1: No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a screening at your house and you're just like, left. No, no. Okay. See,
2: I always took a page from my dad's book when if Ethan got scared or something, I'm mm. like, shh, keep watching the movie. Or <laughs> <laughs> Colin's like, okay, all right, we'll leave even though we paid for tickets. Right. I'd be like, uh, we paid for the movie. You
1: do realize that's how Bruce Wayne's parents died because they left too early. <laughs> he left the
2: opera.
0: <laughs> uh, it was still a show? It was the Mark of Zorro,
1: according to the comics. Uh, so, Man, Peter might've been Batman.
0: Peter could have been Batman,
1: yeah, or maybe Tim could have been Batman. I mean, yeah, it's true, it's true.
0: Okay, anyhow, the story.
2: No, no, no. You had read, you you had seen the movie. Yes, kids did not get through it. Nope. then they watched it subsequently.
1: Not really, really? Huh? <laughs> yeah. How did you come to own it then?
0: I loved it. Oh. Okay, but I, they didn't love it. You loved it. No, they, we may have sat and watched it as a family since then, but I, I, I can't say that it's overly high on their list. Mm-hmm. Kathy's not really big into watching television or movies, hmm. um, but I read her the story and she really enjoyed that. Hmm.
2: Nice. So this one, I think Ethan got for Christmas at some point. I, I should have looked at the my copy of it to see if it's you know signed like from Katie or, or you know one of my sisters that that gave it to him. So we read this one over and over when when we got it and we had the the book came with a CD of Liam Neeson reading it and so so yes. he would even before he could read he would just you know turn the pages and listen to Liam Neeson read it to him and uh <laughs> so yeah lots of reading of the book then we saw the movie as well when when it came out I took Ethan to it mm-hmm. and we bought it on DVD and he watched it you know the way a kid watches it where he he watches it and then he takes it out and puts another movie in and doesn't care that you know he dropped the movie onto gravel or something (laughs) and so that's why we don't have it anymore because at some point we went through all our like kids dvds of like thomas the tank engine and that kind of stuff and we're like is this one playable no it is not so that's why we don't have it anymore but he did watch it a lot he watched it with his babysitters when when elaine and i would go for date night you know in april wow Um, (laughs) because it had a train in it so um nice yeah that was a that was a huge thing, and we were reminiscing. We should put a, a picture of of the boys from when we went to the Holiday Express at OMSI Yes, um, here where they decorate a steam engine with lights on it, and I'll I'll put a if I can get the picture from Elaine. I'll, she got a really great snap of a, a low light picture where it's like it's lit by just the lights on the train. Oh wow! Of oh, the Shasta daylight. Yeah, nice. And uh, did you and know it's an eight four four? <laughs> know it all boy. Um, so so yeah, I'll, I'll put a picture of our, our kids when they were little aboard that train because they were I don't know they were five or six. Oh, yeah, I mean, just, Ethan was probably five or six. So your boys would have been slightly older. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So lots of history on my side. Even though I was never much of a fan of the movie. <laughs> I, I watched it, I'm like ah, the the at the time, you know, watching it, I, I mean I guess am I getting ahead of myself? Yes. Okay. A I'm getting ahead of myself. So we'll
0: uh shelve that for another time. So the story. The story. I'm either pointing at you to start the story or pull my finger, one or the other. Could you both?
1: <laughs> so the story. Kid gets kidnapped by a magical train. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, apparently didn't learn Stranger Danger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Comes uh, home, the, yeah. the
2: stranger gives him a gift. Right. I'm a friend of your mother's,
0: get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> well, even worse, he breaks into the kid's house to give him the gift right? before he gets back. Exactly.
1: Creepy. The movie's creepy. The
0: mm. story's creepy.
1: At any rate, kid gets on a train, goes to the North Pole, gets a silver bell. First gift from Santa Claus for the year. And loses the bell, goes home, and
2: is given the bell again. Okay. That's about right. It's a very short story. Yeah. And, uh...
1: I guess it's important to note that he, only he can hear the... Well, no. He can hear the bell, and all his friends can hear the bell in the beginning, along with his sister. Right. But eventually, as time goes on and they get older, uh, none of them, none of them can hear the bell anymore except for him, because he's the true reliever, Excelsior. No.
2: Yep. At some point, Susan stopped loving Narnia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Next year we're doing the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has Father Christmas in it.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Touche. Right. It's about a cover. It. Yeah. I think that It's about pretty covers. short. I mean eight, eight minutes, <laughs> twelve minutes, something like that. It took me a little bit longer I was staring at all the
2: pictures. I got distracted. <laughs> oh, read the book? Yeah. Yeah. So so now we transition into talking about the book, right? It you can sit down and read it in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a parent that's waiting for your kid to fall asleep, you can you can stretch it out to a good twenty. Right. Um, if you're reading it to your wife,
0: how long does it take? About 15. Okay. But I, I do dramatic pauses, and I lengthen and change the speed at which I read words in order to make a change in pacing. About 30 seconds. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's <laughs> audiobook is just under, just over 16 minutes. Okay. Right. So the book. The book. Yes. The book is short. And you had never read it before this
2: time? Yes. You got it from the library?
0: Yes. I In oh. fact, I got two books, just in case someone... <laughs> James, who had left the state, needed one on short notice. Nice.
1: Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) It it never crossed my mind
0: that you wouldn't have a well-worn
2: copy of this book.
1: I never wrote it previously. I didn't know it was even adapted until we started talking about doing it
2: for the podcast. So did not realize. It's beautifully illustrated. It has, you know, light suffused pages, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of Thomas Kincaid almost Mm -hmm. look to it. I mean, that soft focus kind of stuff. And it's very short. And it's not really about that much. Um, I mean, it's about believing in Christmas, right?
0: Yeah. The, the, I think the story really yeah. hinges around someone who does not want to lose their faith in Christmas. Right. The, 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 yeah, yeah. the first page is the boy is in bed. He's not making a sound. He's trying to listen for something. And he's told uh, by one of his friends that there is no Santa Claus and that he will never hear the bells of Santa sleigh. Yes.
2: Um, I'm not sure what to talk about about the book, <laughs> honestly. Well then, let's go into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to dwell over long on it. I just, yeah. I, w- I want to make sure we do it justice. But um, okay. Well, of, do you
1: think it was a good book, a bad book?
2: Oh yeah, four out I, of I, five. I've always loved it. I mean, it's it's a it's a nice read. I love the illustrations, and that's like it's different talking about a children's book than talking about right. a book with no pictures.
0: <laughs> As I was reading the book through, because I read it through several times from beginning to end so mm-hmm. that I would memorize it and look for uh, canonical things in the movie. Ah. And there were certain things that I really wanted to see and that I hoped to see. And we'll talk about that when we get to the movie. Okay. Uh, a couple of things occurred to me. One was that I had kind of a you know bad attitude about kids' books. Hmm. It's like, oh, it's a kid's book. Right. Because it's a wonderful story about faith and belief. And the second one is, is that most kids' books really are just illustrated short stories. And who yes. does not like an illustrated short story? Sure. Yeah. True so, story. I'm I'm going to try and improve my attitude looking at books in the future.
2: Yeah. I'm not totally sure I'm with you on the 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 faith and belief thing. Um I mean, I know it's there, but when when you and I talk about it, we're using a capital F most of the time. Um, yes. And so yeah. Hmm. This gets into the 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 difficult um part as a Christian parent. Right. And Santa Claus, right? Do you teach your kid to believe in Santa Claus, and then eventually let them have that yanked away from them cruelly, and then tell them, "Oh, but by the way, keep believing in the other imaginary person who does things for you." You know, God, yes. right?
0: Yeah. As a parent, we've told them, you know, you won't ever see this person, but they're real. Right. And Santa Claus is not, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ is. Yeah. And so, yeah, as our we have a credibility issue yeah. for young kids, and that's that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that uh, for my own kids, we had a split decision on that. Really? Peter, yeah. Peter kind of grew out of that on his own. And we ended up telling Tim and he was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I don't
2: really remember that Ethan ever had any belief in Santa. We certainly didn't prop it up. Um, I think, you know, he just had other kids who were like, yeah, no, it's not a thing. I remember, though, when I was a kid... And, I, you know, I didn't believe in Santa Claus. Um, my parents never told us about it. Plus, I had older sisters who would, you know, birth my bubble if I ever had to
0: think. <laughs> fie! Fie on the older sisters!
2: No, Aaron wouldn't have done that, but I think Megan would. <laughs> so I just want, if Aaron's listening to this, I know that you, you, you wouldn't have done that to me. Um, but I remember there was one year that I, was, I opened a gift, and on the little tag it said, from Santa Claus, and I was kind of like... Um, who the heck is? Did it? anybody else get one of these? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, I must have been pretty young. Um, but it was from Megan. That was the funny thing. So,
0: oh wow, <laughs> yeah. my, uh, I remember when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. Hmm. I had been sent into some task into my parents' bedroom, and there was a gigantic box hmm. from Sears because hmm. all all things back then used to be ordered because you know we yep. lived in a small town without a mall or any other place to go shopping. Yep. Sears, Sears wish book, and in it was everything that I knew my sisters and I wanted for Christmas, and yeah. that, that was kind of the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, I learned where to wow. look in my parents' closet and, and <laughs> got
2: spoiled for myself. We probably talked about this on a previous Christmas thing, that, that I was going to get the uh, Snow Walker from Empire nice. Strikes Back. Wow. I was still super excited.
0: After we stopped leaving Santa Claus, my mom would sign packages with a uh, one-word hint, Santa Claus. Mm. And you had to try and guess the gift based on the hint before you could open it. Oh, nice. That was a fun thing. That is a fun thing.
1: One word hint, Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's still signing the Santa Claus with the one word hint.
0: No, it would be like mm. uh, timely Santa Claus. And that might be- A watch. Oh, I see. A watch or a okay. clock or a calendar mm-hmm. yeah, or all kinds of things. Hmm. And That's she cool. was really, really good at picking things that were just accurate enough, but <laughs> vague enough that you couldn't know what it was. Right. Nice,
1: Emily and I still do that for ourselves,
0: <laughs> for each other. Oh, oh, yeah? We
1: sign it with some riddle about what the cl- what the present is, yeah
0: so if, in case you haven't guessed by now and maybe we should put a disclaimer in the front mm-hmm. uh, we are full spoiler we're not only spoiling books and movies but we're spoiling you know <coughs> cultural edifices of the united states and right western world yes indeed
2: <laughs> the the position of the paper podcast is that there is no santa <laughs> I, mean, I think your bell's broken what <laughs> really if you just if you rearrange the letters of santa it's satan so
1: oh yeah i've thought
2: about
0: that yeah or <laughs> True. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. <laughs> that's the name of the one of the characters from the Dragonlance series. Okay, well there there we go. James. And I know that's right on the forefront of James's mind. Yeah, I'm sure it is.
2: So should we talk about um My hatred of the movie? No. Okay. I mean the historical hatred of the movie. Not not necessarily what I thought of it this time. I wanna know why you haven't watched it for years until today. Um, <laughs> so i've been I've been thinking about this because there there are some reasons that that I have stated several times about I don't like this movie because, for instance, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christmas music in it when they're at the North Pole, and there's not a bit of it that's any sacred christmas music and to me, Christmas is a meaningful holiday only because of the sacred side of it i oh, yeah. um it I mean it's sure it's fun it, you know mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on on the level of Halloween on the santa side right right and so for me, watching this, I'm like, wh- why could we not have gotten? Even some instrumental Christian music here, Silent Night playing at some point. It's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Yeah, just a few like one measure of of that, and so that's that's one thing that I really didn't like about this, especially because I felt like they they didn't throw us a bone, <laughs> just throw the Christians a bone, um, because and I question this, and I, I I would I would ask anybody who's actually Jewish, do you feel like they threw you a bone when they had one of the elves? Ask if somebody was Meshugana, which is Yiddish. Oh yeah. um, it's the kind of thing that a Jewish person might say. Um, is is it Santa Claus throwing, Is it throwing <laughs> Jews a bone to have the servant class at the North Pole be Jewish? Oh, Probably yeah. not. Um, <laughs> I mean, but it's kind of the same way with David Kremholz from yeah. uh, the Santa Claus, right? I mean, right? Haven't seen that. Oh, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's adapted, but it would be fun to do. Yeah, that movie is quite problematic in a lot of ways, <laughs> but I've always liked it. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then when I when I really think about it, you know, I really like Elf, and it's a completely secular Christmas movie. I really I love White Christmas, and it's a totally secular Christmas movie. I mean, there's the count your blessings instead of sheep, but that's generically faith-based, right? Um, not specifically Christian, even though Christmas, you know, has the word Christ in it, right? And I'm not one of those war on Christmas people.
0: No, I don't think there's a war on Christmas, not on the meaning of it or the statement of it or anything else.
2: Right. I, I mean, I am one of the people who is like, I, I don't feel like I should have to apologize for wishing somebody a Merry Christmas when it's a national holiday, right? I shouldn't have to say happy holidays. If I say Merry Christmas to somebody and you're offended by it, that's on you. Sorry. Um, And you can tell me Happy Hanukkah back, and I'll be like, oh, Happy Hanukkah to you. Um, Not trying to offend anybody by saying Merry Christmas, but I don't feel like anybody should be offended by someone saying it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, in short, I'm not sure that that reason actually holds up for for giving this movie a hard time. (laughs) Yeah, as one of the few movies that actually deals with questions of belief and faith... In, in a purely secular way, it's, right. it's leagues ahead of mm-hmm. all the ones you mentioned and many others. Yeah.
2: And I do find, you know, that question interesting um, in, in some of the podcasts and stuff that I listen to. Uh, I listen to a lot of kind of stuff on the skeptical side, rationally speaking, and um, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe and, and other things. And th- there's often people coming on and talking about, you know, how to have meaning in your life as an atheist, right? And and Or even like, I was listening to one a while back, and they're talking about Sunday services for non-believers, um, because, <laughs> because, because the Sunday service fellowship is meaningful, right? And it has mm. meaning in and of itself, apart from the, the faith part. Mm. Um, so I find that an interesting conversation anyway. So, yeah. So I'm not sure that totally works for me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I <laughs> uh, like um, A Christmas Carol, right? Is, is much more of a kind of Christian Christmas movie. I mean, it's got ghosts in it, right? That's more fantasy. Um, yeah. but, but then in most of most versions of that, there's sacred Christmas music being sung, right? And I like that. But that's
0: only cultural. It, that's the, true. Yeah, the question of faith and belief, I don't think have a lot to do, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell one guy to stop being an asshole.
2: <laughs> right.
0: And so he has a yeah. dream, mm-hmm. and then he changes.
2: Yes, it's a redemption story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sign me up. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there may be a reason we own five different copies of it. Right.
2: Yeah. I don't know. So the, the the idea that somehow this one is a uniquely secular movie is is hogwash. That it's that doesn't actually hold up. And um, yeah.
0: Well, so. I, I appreciate you setting aside your old belief mm-hmm. and reexamining it yeah. and determining what truly is the state of you know your feelings in your heart. Yeah. What's next? Well. So here's the thing. let's start eating those I, sacred cows. I think that
2: <laughs> mm, sacred cow mm, sacrilegious. Um, I think partially th- the reason that I hold this one to something of a standard about the fact that it's so secular is your statement that it's all about faith. And if it's all about faith, then to me, like, it's very empty if it's not faith in something, something real. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the other dissonance is going on in my brain. Mm. So so you can try and convince me uh, about uh, why this is meaningful
0: for a capital F faith kind of way, if it is. You know, you mentioned how it is damaging to your credibility as a parent to tell your children or other people to believe in something that, that we know not to be real. Yes. Santa Claus does not exist. This very question was asked by young Virginia. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. There is a Santa Claus. <laughs> and it has to do with... Uh, not a person but an attitude Mm. and i wouldn't ever suggest that about christianity although there is a lot of attitude to christianity Mm -hmm. some of it's good and some of it's bad some of it's very bad some of it's very bad but this idea that for a period of time we're going to set things aside and care about people and do things that are kind and gracious and generous for no for for potentially no reason or Mm -hmm. potentially for a very important reason i think is important Mm. i agree with that
2: yeah like Missus Cratchit said, right? For the
0: days, sake. <laughs> not, not 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 for Scrooge's. Sake. For the day's sake, not the man's. And, yeah, and for Bob's sake. Yeah. The man who is 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 not a parent may right. have been left out of some of these conversations. <laughs> yes, James, <laughs> well, you want to weigh in on some of this? I don't mean to put you on the spot because he can edit the sound. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I'll put you on the spot. Well, what's your?
1: <laughs> and he is doing the editing.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I'd uh, I like the take on not. I like what you said about not telling people to, to believe in Santa if, if it conflicts with an overall faith in, in the first place. I yeah. never thought about that before.
2: It's one that every Christian parent has yeah. to deal with.
1: But then again, there's lots lots to do, right? That mm-hmm. introduce Santa as something real that mm-hmm. later gets taken away from them. Then it makes you doubt, well, what about the rest of this stuff you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> that I don't
2: have direct experience of.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um and to the point of the movie being about faith, and you said faith in what? Yeah, Um, I haven't heard either of you say actually what kind of faith the movie is advertising right. yet. Lay so I'm on curious. It. Well, not I want to hear his answer. You haven't said it yet.
2: Oh, I I don't know. Oh, um, that that's a question for Colin. Colin. Oh, what's what's this
0: movie advertising? Faith in what? I, I think it's a faith in Santa Claus. That's that's what's on the surface, but underneath, mm-hmm. I think if an adult reads this, All right, um. To someone who's part of the Christmas conspiracy to, to borrow a phrase from Piers Anthony. <laughs> yes. Although he was talking about the adult conspiracy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I think there's there's a, a faith in in people and goodness. Yeah. Hm. I was thinking like the faith in a Christmas
1: spirit, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Where even though even though it shouldn't be that time of year, there shouldn't be there shouldn't need to be a Christmas time of year. Everybody should just not be assholes the whole year round. Exactly. But yeah, it's I guess you know, Since that's not going to happen, at least at least give us a couple months out of
0: the year, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, maybe we should be putting up our Christmas decorations earlier. <laughs> yeah, you have to resend my no October rule. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think you're right.
2: I, like it says something about humanity that like we we have to kind of bank our goodwill. <laughs> uh-huh. And and, yeah. and just like, well, okay, for a couple weeks. Right.
1: Cause I I know. feel like that's what it's come to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lo- that's what a lot of Christmas movies tend to be about, is just being nice at least for this time of year. Right. If no other time of year. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and then you know, that's to back to a Christmas carol, that's very well. Uh, put out there yep. is that you know Scrooge isn't just going to be nice. This time. he's going to keep it in his heart all year long, right? Kind of thing. And then you oh, mentioned right. the war on Christmas, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I actually wasn't thinking about the war on Christmas. I was thinking about the war on consumerism. of Christmas, right? Well, because I mean, <laughs> that's the part of the holiday season I hate is yes. freaking consumerism. You should you should read
2: C.S. Lewis has a good essay called Christmas and Xmas, mm-hmm. and and it's it's about the kind of juxtaposition of the of the genuine kind of Christmas holiday and the very right. commercialized yeah. side of it and I, I mean if you look if you look at the traditions of christmas right you you have to ask whose traditions because mm-hmm. the christmas holiday being at this time of year was a deliberate thing by the very early church right. to like take over a pagan holiday and turn it christian saturnalia yeah. yeah yeah um or sol invictus yeah was was part of it right the 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 new year uh-huh. right when the, when the days started getting longer again and throughout the ages you know every culture that took Christmas on, added, you know, some of their winter traditions to it. So Christmas trees, you know, yep. they're, not, they're not an explicitly Christian thing, right? No. Yule logs, all, all this kind of stuff comes from different places, from all these oh, various places. Santa, I, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> like yeah. Like the modern incarnation of
2: Santa is from Coca-Cola. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I read a book, I can't remember, it was, was that what it was called? It was like 4,000 Years of Christmas, it was called. Or five thousand years of Christmas, what? so it was talking about all the traditions that have gotten lumped into our, our oh. modern Christian uh, Christ- Christmas okay. celebration. Um, yeah, I read oh, that, that'd be interesting. You know, ten years ago, yeah. or something. So that was kind of fascinating. And because you hear people who are like, "I want traditional Christmas," and you are like, "Well, <laughs> <What, laughs> define <yeah>.
0: your tradition." <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's traditions tend to be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people open presents on Christmas Eve. Some people open presents on Christmas Day. Yeah. Some people have uh, yeah. cut down trees. Some people have. Uh, you know, pull it out of a box, trees. Yep. Uh, some people celebrate Boxing Day. Right. And that's just the ones that I know about. And right? I'm sure there's way more, more, more. <laughs> festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Or Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I, I don't even know when Hanukkah is this year. So, Alexa, when is Hanukkah? Hanukkah in 2019 starts in the evening of Sunday, December 22nd, and lasts until Monday, December 30th. So Evidently, this year it overlaps quite nicely with Christmas. The twenty-second yeah, nice. through the thirtieth. Nice. So, I think that's a period of time when all of my
0: family are home. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Who is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Seth, what other objections? I have a long list of gripes about this movie. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> so, so Yeah, because the go first up. one you mentioned actually wasn't the one I thought you were going to talk about. So, well, no, oh. I know I do remember you talking about the uh, over secularization of the movie. <laughs> a while
2: back. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm. I, I've. I've softened on my convictions yeah. about that one as we talked about right but i thought you were gonna go right for the animation <laughs> <laughs> yes so i mean i wrote down before watching the movie because i haven't watched it in years i wrote down the mm-hmm. uncanniest of valleys but when you watch it now in 2019 it's not even it doesn't get to uncanny uncanny valley level because we've progressed that much further now with grandma of tarkin and leia and and other things oh, yeah. and movies where you have you know, dead people being brought back to life. Jim, James Dean, right? They're, they're saying oh, his likeness is going to be in a movie. Yeah. and Really? Yeah. Uh, um, and <laughs> uh, that's, I don't like that. Um, where where this, the animation is thoroughly mediocre now by, by mm-hmm. our standards. I do like some of it. I like some of the essentially static images. The train looks beautiful at the all times. The train is beautiful. And it very much adapts the look of the book um, the the interior of the train, the exterior of the train, you know the snow, the, the way the kids kind of look until you really look at them hard. <laughs> yeah. And w- as we were watching it, I was like, oh, the eyes aren't as bad as I remembered. And and you're like, it is in places. Um, you know, they, they they spent their rendering budget in a few spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then then in other times you're like, oh okay, looks like video game right. cutscenes from like nineteen
0: ninety nine.
1: There there was a few points where the hair was actually good and then the hair was terrible, yep. depending on what child you were looking at.
0: <laughs> yes. Hair was actually one of the challenges. Yeah. I, so I went through and I tried to find some making of or some behind mm-hmm. the scenes or things mm-hmm. you don't know videos. And it was a big challenge for the hair because they wanted it to look good and act good. Right, right. So when, when you're in when you're outside the train and your hair is being blown all over the place, yeah. that was a really big rendering challenge for yeah. them to try mm-hmm. and
1: overcome. Yeah, I remember the hair being a big thing for Brave, too.
0: That was mm-hmm.
1: when I... I don't remember how I came across this, but I was reading about it because yeah, I guess that was around the time that Disney got Pixar, I think, and they took over that technology. And with Brave, the I forget the character's name, but anyway, her hair like that was a big, huge thing from a animation technology perspective. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Mierda, wasn't it? Mierda. Yeah. Yeah. I um one thing I wanted to bring up, Colin, and another sort of hint at if you want to read this into a faith lens, right? Okay. Um, I don't like the fact that Tom. I almost said Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> I, I would have liked it, I think, better if Tom, Tom Cruise was in this movie. Um, He'd uh, have been hanging on the outside of the train. Um, <laughs> he should have played the hobo part.
0: He would have rocked that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so
2: I don't, I don't love the fact that – I don't mind that he did the mocap for most of it. Um, but voicing more than one character, I didn't like. I mean, it sort of lends itself to the dream interpretation. Yes, right, it does. Um, but the fact that he did – dad. Yeah, because he's the dad <laughs> right. as well. Um, yeah. And the narrator. Right, so is is the narrator the dad or the kid? That's the question. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, well, why would and, the kid be aware of the narrator? Yeah, not? yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, he's the first person. He's mm-hmm. he's doing this yeah. from a historical perspective. It's it's definitely the the kid narrating it later. He just sounds exactly like his dad, who <laughs> also sounds saying. exactly right. like the conductor, who sounds like <laughs> Santa Claus <laughs> in a
0: deep voice that's been digitally altered.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like the the character differentiation is not terrific. It's 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 audiobook level of character differentiation. But I'm watching a movie and it takes me mm. out of it to know that it's the same person voicing Santa Claus and the hobo and the conductor. It's a novelty. Yeah, and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like it's a thoroughly mediocre voice performance from Tom Hanks almost across the board. The only one that I like at all is the
0: hobo. He is good as the hobo. Yeah,
2: but, but here's the other thing, right? With, with all of them being voiced by the same person, you could see this as the three parts of the Trinity, where you have, you have Santa Claus would oh. be God the Father, um, the conductor would be jesus
0: the one sent to us
2: yeah and the hobo would be the holy spirit right because he's more ephemeral right yes
1: so i agree with you i think he had, i think he did
2: the hobo the best
1: the hobo seemed the most the most uh like like dynamic in his voice acting yeah okay. and, and i really like that kind you know of, yeah.
2: I mean, how about a cup of joe and then he gets you know pulls his sock out yeah. right yeah um, <laughs> no when, when he runs into the tunnel oh yeah you yeah know. yeah that but yeah cool. so i mean that's that's another angle to look at right but uh, i'm not sure it's explicitly there and we'd have to ask the screenwriters,
0: yeah
1: it's cool. like they were trying to get some go with something
2: and it yeah. doesn't quite do it kind of thing maybe yeah do you know who the screenwriter was was it adapted by Chris funnel's work
0: uh he was given a, an executive producer credit which usually okay. means some level of involvement beyond mm. you know here let's let's do to the magic of uh audio editing screenplay by Robert Zemeckis and William Broyles jr okay because I want to say it was written, directed, and produced by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Let's
2: finish off a couple of my gripes, and then I want to talk about the story. Okay, uh, the story part of this because uh, the adaptation, right? Essentially, oh right. Um, I really don't like that Eddie Deason, forty-seven years old at the time of uh, recording his voice part for this movie, who voiced the Know It All Kid. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's a recognizable actor. If you saw a picture of me, okay. Be like, oh yeah, the dorky guy from War Games. You know, um, oh. dork, the dorky <laughs> guy
0: from uh, Greece. <laughs>
2: Yes. Oh, really? That well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's been a working actor since <laughs> mm-hmm. the 70s. And on the other hand, you know, Tom Hanks was mocapping, And I think the hero girl was voiced by an adult as well. Not a gay. Yeah. Uh, although it's a different person who does the singing. That's the thing. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: I'm
2: yes, okay with I that. I didn't love that part. And that, that's about it without actually um, getting into specifics of the story. Because I would have done it differently. And we've talked about some of it pre-record. But let's talk about canonicity. You know, that's... <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Canonicity, uh, you know, we're in that situation where you take an extremely short piece of work and mm-hmm. you're expanding it to be a feature-length movie. Mm-hmm. And they added quite a bit to the original story. And yes. so, if if you haven't, you should. you know Go to the library, go to Barnes Noble and stand there and read it, do whatever you need to do. It won't take you long. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't also just add, though. <laughs> there were some notable changes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there was one thing, and I'm going to uh, tell you now, I was looking for... Sentence one and two to be in the movie. And they're not. Mm. Because the, the book mm. is about mm-hmm. a young boy who does not want to lose his faith in Santa Claus. Right. And the movie is about a boy who has lost his faith in Santa right. Claus. Right. The movie takes place a year later.
1: <laughs>
0: it's next <laughs> year, the yeah. sequel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's be, be, the, the events of the movie take place a year later than they start in the book. So, where, where it's another year has gone by... None of this has happened and he's that much further away from belief in Santa Claus. Oh, I could be. So this didn't happen at the critical point. But right, what, what happened enough. was was the the, <laughs> the bean counters or, you know, the, the schedulers for the Polar Express just they messed this one up yep. and didn't get him on the train the year that he really needed it. And so the, the following year.
0: They knew that he had another year in him before he was totally lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, there is so much more that seems to be explained. Like, oh, Maybe not why, why the train came to him, but they knew that he was losing his faith because as he's about to get on board, the conductor reads him a list of everything he hasn't done this year. Mm-hmm which I thought was kind of a cool thing. It, it bolsters the whole Santa knows what you're up to right. story, which is now uh, carried by his deal with Amazon and Google. So he has access to your cell phones, <laughs> your browser history. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> your browser history. He's right up there. You don't want to know what you're getting for Christmas, James. <laughs> yeah. Santa works with the NSA. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking for that. Uh, a, a lot of the dialogue and narration are straight out of the book yes. word for word, mm-hmm. aside from the few things that were changed. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was hoping, even though uh, the book mentions that the train goes through this wintry wonderland filled with rabbits that are hiding and, oh, and, wolves, and wolves, right? Yeah. And I was really hoping to see a rabbit nose or a rabbit tail. Yeah. Something to give a nod to that, because there are definitely wolves Again, in it. Again, there were rabbits the previous year, but the wolves ate them all. <laughs> right. <laughs> this. Watch your you know, rabbit get, get, get this snatched up by a yes. wolf.
2: <laughs> of course, if you don't get all the oh. rabbits, they come back. Yep. <laughs> <So. sighs> you
0: know, every Christmas, else, not
1: Easter. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs>
0: everything else is highly... Yeah, it should be a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> We've never done
2: an Easter episode. <laughs> we we can't. We could do the New Testament as, as literature, you know. And do The Last Temptation of Christ?
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Now there's
2: a lot of science fiction
0: in there,
1: or fiction at least.
0: Ah. Everything else is pretty (laughs) canonical. Yes. Uh, Now we're talking about additions rather than changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and and this is the thing,
2: right? To extend what amounts to an extremely short short story to feature length, they added a couple things. They added music. Yes. And I will say, by way of uh, praise for the movie, the score, very good. Alvin Silvestri. Yes. Yeah. Also Alan Silvestri, his, his younger brother.
0: Wouldn't I say Alvin again? Yeah.
2: <laughs> You've got chipmunks on the brain.
0: No wonder he never writes back to my emails. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, you, you add music, including, uh, you know, an actual musical number. And then you add a lot of spectacle and drama. And, you know, the, the, the drama of the... Oh, you left your ticket behind. <laughs> you know, let's take it out of the safe place where it's on a seat and take it out right. into the winter.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> you know. After watching it, the worst part of that now to me is just the circular fashion of how that whole thing happened. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's age appropriate though. That is the kind of mistake <laughs> yeah. a kid would tend to make. But yeah. yeah, you're sitting there and going like, "No, don't leave the train." <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah, so so there's a little bit of kind of manufactured. Drama, right, with the ice and, and all that kind of stuff. and, and The and, reindeer. Yeah. Or caribou. Oh, the reindeer. That, other than Steven Tyler at the end, <laughs> the, the, the reindeer thing pulling on the guy's beard. Uh, it's really, really dumb. Um,
0: <laughs> that's tough to forgive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that uh, Hero Boy's journey is not as pure as it is in the, in the movie as it is the book. He's right. actually also an antagonist. He might have cost the girl her ticket. Now, mm. she had already lost her ticket. They took her to the front of the train anyway, where she got to run the train, right. right? Right. Every character on that train goes through a particular journey that is necessary to help develop whatever one of their major weaknesses mm. has been written into them as characters. Whether it's belief mm-hmm. or self-doubt or, uh, or trust issues. Mm-hmm. And so what I just named were the major arcs. For right. the three major characters. You left out mm-hmm.
2: the Nodal kid because he does not have an arc.
0: He does not have an arc. <laughs> Although, in the end, he learns too.
2: Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs>
0: to shut up and listen. <laughs> well, I, I he, thought listen should have been the... <laughs> yeah, listen would have been good. But he he catches himself and he apologizes when he's talking Joke. to the conductor. Joke. So everyone does get a happy ending. Yeah. But it's weird seeing the hero boy attack the self-confidence of hero girl. Right. He second guesses her in several places. Yeah. And because of that, she begins to doubt herself.
2: Okay, so... Here's my story gripe. Story gripe. I feel like it's possible just that this could be answered by the the fact that there's too many characters. Where like I I don't buy the whole you know I I want to believe when I'm standing at the freaking North Pole I'm like come on just how do you not o- believe at that point eyes. yeah <laughs> um, I mean, but I I feel like if I were writing this I would have had Hero Girl be the main character and had her get to... We weren't woke back then, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> because, because, you know, her... I feel like her story of learning to be confident in herself and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's obviously, obviously bright and has the tendency to lead, but she's got some confidence issues. Right. Which are easily exploited by white people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I would rather have seen, at the end, she gets picked for the first gift... And selflessly gives it up for the poor kid, because he's the one who needs it, right? Because Christmas has never worked out for him. Or for the, um, for the hero kid, you could, you could do the same thing with him, where he gets up and Santa's sleigh. What do you want? Well, I'd really like my friend to get a gift. I feel like that's a more meaningful, if you want, want to and, talk about and the And still have of him be
1: a believer to begin with? Yeah. Well, that's – so. and
2: this, this comes into Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you believe, it matters what you do. Right. And and yes, Christianity is about right belief and orthodoxy, right? It's also also about orthopraxy, correct practice. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> yeah. And so that would have been a selfless act that showed his faith, right? It's like uh, the book of James, right? You, you say you believe, but do not have works. I will show you my belief by my works.
0: Right. Um,
1: so there was a point in the movie where we were talking about how we could completely redo this thing if we had the digital… Product digital at, digital yeah. assets. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's do that. <laughs> you know, I had a similar idea. I like your story. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to take this too far. Yeah. Yeah. let's save that talk for at the end where we talk <laughs> about how to improve it. There and we make go. it better. Well, yeah,
1: because I I, I want to I do want to talk about your different thoughts on why they switched the hero boy from being a believer to a non-believer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a better redemption arc. Well, yeah. yeah, it's it's an arc, right? In the book, he
2: doesn't really have an arc. He, no. He he's he's on the edge of of losing his belief, but he still believes and that belief is Yeah,
1: the, uh, validated. Right. The, the book could really, Okay, even though the book doesn't have an arc, it does have him like s- sticking to his beliefs, I suppose. Uh, you know what I mean? right, uh, yeah, where yeah. where he he maintains his belief despite mm-hmm. other people losing theirs. And you know, it starts in the beginning with Well, I think there is kind of an arc in the book cuz he's starting to disbelieve, I think. Yeah, and this, in is the, the book. this is
2: the inciting incident for him yeah. to have that faith right. the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. So he's wavering,
1: but then it can only get stronger by the end of the book. Yeah. Versus what mm-hmm. they did
0: with this movie.
2: Well, no, no, no. So, <laughs> yeah, he, they started him at <laughs> a lower
0: place. Yeah, they did. So. And then you look at everything he goes through, and the wonderful character of the hobo, mm-hmm. who confronts him, mm-hmm. like, you know, seeing is believing. Do you believe in ghosts? The boy shakes his head. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> he is the ghost. He's the ghost of the, right. the of the Polar Express. He's the ghost of Christmas. Yeah, Holy Spirit. I um, just telling you. <laughs> but the end of the movie, if you think about it, they could have ruined the movie by right. leaving it with him waking up Christmas morning, and then when right. he goes downstairs, there's the Polar Express going around on a track. <laughs> there's the the Scrooge puppet. There's all mm-hmm. these elements from the movie. His you know, that might have been his dream. Right. They could have ended it right there, but they didn't. They yeah. gave him an element. To show him that it was real, and that's the bell. Yeah. Something he could take home with him and forever keep it. Yeah. And to know that only people that truly believe can hear the bell, because his mm-hmm. mom and dad can't. Right. Right. But that goes back to the canonicity element.
1: Yeah. yeah. I guess that point, I, I think they could have kept that part the same and written, uh, and written a different story and made a better movie. <laughs> Going along the lines of what, what Seth was saying about just changing who the main character was for the movie. Keeping him a believer and just him helping out
0: the girl or whatever. Well, except that way, yeah. The girl shouldn't want helping out. She eventually overcomes his doubt because he learns that he can confront her time after time and Mm -hmm. cause Mm -hmm. her to to doubt herself. And whether that's – like, I couldn't tell whether or not the boy (laughs) was intentionally trying to get her to doubt herself to be mean. It's just that he thought he was right and Mm -hmm. wasn't, and he wanted to be right instead of – having the group be correct yeah well i mean it's consistent with his character to be yeah, uncertain in,
1: right i think i was gonna say it was consistent with him not believing in santa claus and of course i'm right santa claus doesn't exist i know i'm right
0: right but when the, when she's explaining how to run the train she was ex- ex- yeah. she was demon she was taught how to use the train by the engineer mm-hmm. and he's calling her into doubt and because of right, the stress right. but he was backs
1: down he wasn't shown how to use it so why should he believe her
0: yeah Right,
2: but she was, and so he should right. he should believe, believe women people. That's what I'm saying. He's trying to mansplain how to yep. drive a train. Yep.
0: But, you know, she eventually overcomes that. She uses the brake, even though he thought they were supposed to use some other lever inside the engine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they're trying to figure out which way to go, he throws the doubt switch at her again, mm-hmm. and she goes, I'm absolutely sure. Right. And then Billy. Billy. Mm-hmm. Right. He he almost seems like an afterthought, but I think they both need someone to play off of.
2: Yeah, I mean like I said, like my my way of fixing this movie would be for somebody to have a more selfless act and right. and make sure that he's taken care of, right? And he is at the end like I said, you know, he gets his gift. Yeah. His his arc was right. Christmas doesn't work out for me. Oh, look, there's a present. I need the present now. And and being having to give it up in order to actually receive it.
0: Yeah. Well, and and to come out of this shell, because mm-hmm. whereas all the other children are sitting in the nice, warm, bright uh, passenger engine, he or passenger car, <clears throat> he's completely off by himself in the caboose. Mm-hmm. He is he's isolated himself, and he has to learn how to break out of that. Yeah. So what, what other complaints do you have, Seth? I, I, I'm, I'm done on my complaints. I finished those a while ago. And I was, oh. I was into the,
2: the, the pros. And one of, one of my, my things was, I'm glad Colin gets something out of this movie. And, uh, <laughs> this was what I wrote down prior to watching the movie. I am and your now, Christmas spirit. Now I can say that I'm glad we watched it because I feel like, you know, we've had an interesting discussion. And these, these are things worth discussing, right? Yeah. Like, I liked the tree. I didn't, oh. I do like trains. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: beautiful movie. I mean mm-hmm. the the artwork is top notch. The cinematography, where they like pull back behind the page and show you the words in reverse mm-hmm. and I don't remember the other shot that they yeah, did like cute. that. Through the ice. <laughs> Through the yeah. ice. Mm-hmm. Oh just incredible. Um yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. So we were talking about fixing it in terms of the technical side, right? We've talked a bit about some of the some of the lacks in the story right but you wanted to talk about fixing the technical side
0: (laughs) well for a (laughs) lot of movies if you think about going back and reshooting it frame for frame for frame it's a pretty expensive thing and i have to Mm -hmm. confess that i don't know a lot about the creation of cgi movies but technology has advanced considerably Mm -hmm. in the last uh, 15 years yeah and i don't know if we're at the point but it seems like if you have all the data and the software and you ran it on modern hardware, right. you might be able to re-render that thing in fairly short order.
2: Yeah. I, some of it, I think you're going to end up with a zoom and enhance problem, right? Where if the data is not there, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to necessarily be able to zoom, zoom and, and enhance. enhance right. And
0: upscale right. is not going to improve it. It's just going to make it look a little blockier. It right. or yeah. Now, yeah. it's
2: possible that there is enough data there that it's just – it's the data is there and we rendered it to our – our best ability to do it in 2004. Right. right? And maybe 15 years later, which dang, it's been 15 years. <laughs> um, maybe maybe re-rendering it on on hardware on more modern hardware. Now, would sharpen things up. Would it would it deal with the dead eyes for most of the movie?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point, you'd want to go through an enhanced stage, because we know how to do that somewhat better. Mm -hmm. Well, because when you think about it, right, referencing the
2: Planet of the Apes movies again, um, that you say don't exist, but uh, um, (laughs) on those ones, right, we've gotten quite advanced on mocap, where where your face is covered with dots and that kind of stuff. And so it's capturing the nuances of your facial expression. I've seen some footage of Tom Hanks doing the mocap, but obviously they're not really mapping his face to a little kid, right? Because the shape isn't the same. Um, but that's the idea of mocap. That's the idea of mocap, but they, they didn't have the same level of detail, right? He didn't have the dots all over his face. Right. So I think, I think just some of the technology used to render it back then is just was just not sophisticated enough to probably have the raw material there to redo it and make it better. Mm. But on mm. the other hand, and maybe I'll drop a link to this in the show notes. Have you seen the Scorp—not the Scorpion King. Yes. The, Mo- the Mummy 2. No. Oh, really? Yeah. With Brendan Fraser. Yeah. So it has the rock in there, as the Scorpion King, and it's this mm-hmm. famously horrific CG. <laughs> and the Collider crew <laughs> went back and made it better. Did it made they? Made really? it a lot better. Oh, um, yeah. And so they 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 took it and enhanced it using modern techniques. So it you'll looks, have to put that link in the show. Yeah, oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it looks way way better. So I think I'm sure it could be made better now. Oh. But not it's just a matter of how much yeah would it it get
0: up into the uncanny valley stage for 2019 it's it's an interesting idea about the uncanny valley being a moving target yeah that's not something i'd really thought about i did go back because i was ready you know to to make a few defenses about complaints (laughs) about the movie (laughs) and one of the biggest complaints of the time were that people were legitimately scared and creeped out by the cgi because it was extremely uncanny Mm -hmm. at the time yeah and uh, it only holds like a fifty percent, fifty-six percent fresh rating at Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and the complaints are that it's a great story that has been padded. Yeah, and the people just don't look right.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, those are both valid criticisms. Yeah, to my right. mind.
0: Yeah. So some of the padding, like I don't know about all the elf scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, some of them, some of them buy into the Santa Claus mythology about, mm. yeah, put him on the check again you know. Oh, right. Put them on the checklist for
2: next year and... See, I didn't mind that so much, but like the, the whole loading of the bag and stuff at the end, I'm like, okay, oh, I'm on. Just, <laughs> just move with the bungee jumping and the parachuting.
0: and Well, and the, the bungee jumping with the star falling down, yeah. I could have... That was a little yeah. over the top. Yeah.
2: When you're starting to think about physics questions <laughs> during your kids' movie, then uh, it's probably... It's it's mostly for kids. At that yeah. point. Uh, so that's, that's the... We talked about the, you know, trying to talk about a children's book versus trying to talk about a children's movie. There's going to be some stuff in there that adults might go, oh, is this over yet? Or your wife might fall asleep on your yeah. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. For instance, <laughs> just as a hypothetical, which definitely happened tonight. No, she didn't fall asleep. Oh, it I she like didn't? She had. I thought yeah, she, she did wanted too. a little snuggle. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought she got bored.
2: (laughs) It's been a long term for
0: her. Yeah. Uh, So I actually have a couple of of beefs myself with certain movies, especially ones that have CGI. Mm -hmm. Any movie that has an egregious CGI shot that panders to the 3D rendering only really bothers me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Eagle Goes Over the Waterfall. It's totally that yeah, yeah. Any, anytime something mm. the camera's yeah, far away and something comes really close to the screen, right. yeah. yeah I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is for your 3D crowd, yeah I'm not doing that this time, mm-hmm. so it has no value to me did it was it originally in 3 d there were a th- I think there was a 3D version available okay yeah, and when, when they're going on the kind of the roller coaster
2: when, when it's accelerating out of control, yeah. that's, that's very much. Oh, um,
0: And w- when you look at that,
2: too, like the rendering is not very good either because you lose something in 3D anyway, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the other part is anytime you pander to the video game that's going to be made of your movie afterwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I guess this is the side quest and here's where we go. This is what you got to do. And yeah. yeah. So we sum up. How do we want to sum up? Uh, we need to talk about how to make it better. And I think we talked a little bit about that. We talked about a re-render.
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, you talked about how you might Mm -hmm. replot. And I don't think I'm against some of those replotting ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I think to stay true to the story, he has to end up with the bell at the end to wrap it up. And so maybe Mm -hmm. he declines it. But Santa Claus knows the true desire of his heart and wants to reward his his faith Mm -hmm. or his selflessness. Mm -hmm. And so the bell shows up under the tree. Yeah, uh, in a red in a red and white box with a number seven green bow. Right. What are they thinking? Two hours for Christmas? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um,
2: I, I feel like you know the the hero girl is closer to the book boy,
0: where where oh. she doesn't have
2: any lack of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why I would kind of want to replot it, that direction.
0: I almost want to see another another set of stories in this vein, because mm. I enjoy that kind of story mm. so much. Yeah. You know, if you had another person having. Going to the North Pole on the Polar Express, right. why would they go? What would they experience on their trip? How would the hobo deal with him? Because, I mean, the hobo right. would be there. All the characters that you were right. looking for and want to see would be there, mm-hmm. um, except the yeah. eagle that has vomit. I mean, <laughs> yuck. That poor Ticket. At least he gets washed off first. The
2: Ticket gets, it gets put into an owl pellet. <laughs> Yeah, like I showed up perfectly it. straight again after being crumpled up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or when he dove in through right. the, the cold tender and there was not a, a bit of soot on yeah at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Uh, how about we rank them? Oh, do we need to talk about the M and K ratings? Right. I didn't think we got a real clear rating from either of them, but... Oh, I did from M. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Which is probably my rating Oh, as she well. said
2: Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Audiobook first.
1: Liam Neeson, uh, the Liam Neeson book movie. Okay.
2: Which happens to be my rating as well. Okay, Lee awesome. Okay, right. well, you know my position that audiobooks are not a
0: separate adaptation. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, uh, it's a audiobook album. with special effects. There we go, audio yeah. effects.
2: So what uh, what's your reading?
0: Oh, uh, I think I have to go movie book. the The movie is mm. more of the same with okay. multiple characters that all go through redemptive arcs uh, and padding, and, and yeah, padding. that's the padding. Some <laughs> yeah. of it works for people, and some of it doesn't. I mm. think there's a little bit that's egregious and not needed. Maybe it could have been differently. Okay. Maybe I'm 50 instead of <laughs> six. <laughs> Who was the intended audience for the movie?
2: Okay. Uh, I go book, movie. I'm going to have to look back through the history of this podcast and see if there's ever a time where I picked book and you picked movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Previous to this. I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. Yeah.
2: <Huh. laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? I, I did want to give a shout-out to, uh, I guess, a relatively new listener, uh, Stephen Ernest Lindelbauer. Um, just wanted to thank him for the nice comments that he's been leaving on our posts on the website. Nice. Uh, we have historically not gotten a lot of comments on the website itself. Um, usually, if we get anybody commenting, it's on Twitter or on Facebook. So, But Stephen had expressed that he was surprised there weren't more comments on, on, the, uh, <laughs> on the posts for this quality content. And uh, we want to say, Stephen... Thank you. We completely agree. Yes. Thank um, you very much. Yes. That was and, awesome. And, I thought they yeah.
1: were awesome comments. That was yeah.
2: great. Yeah, I've, I forwarded it out to, to James and Colin. And mm-hmm. so we, we all got a good uh, good smile out of reading his comments. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he also requested that we cover Logan's run. So we will cue I think that up. we've been thinking about term. doing that yeah.
1: real hard for the last couple episode yeah. twists. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, yeah. So I figured whatever, it's been so. a
2: while since we had somebody ask us to cover something. So we should absolutely do that. And this.
1: I just noticed I have that in yeah. the library. Oh, oh nice.
2: Yes, I put it there.
1: Yes,
0: that's what, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep, it's in the podcast library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we should talk about scheduling, b- which I think will mandate that we have to put it off for a couple of episodes? Probably, because James is going to be right. gone for eight weeks. We'll be absconding.
2: Um, yeah, so we're going to need to pre-record a few episodes for while he's gone. Um, we may do one of them we've been wanting to do, that, or I've been wanting to do, um, kind of based on what Phil asked us about the real future, you know, kind of thinking about it as a whole
0: oh yeah um because oh, we yeah. covered that whole retrospective thing, so, yeah right.
2: retrospective so we'll probably record one of those in addition to another episode just so we have one to spool out well while, mm-hmm. while james is gone um and then maybe something short as well so Stephen, it may not be you know january that we cover logan's
0: round but we will get to it maybe april <laughs> you know we could do it we could do it for january it's one book and one movie we had thought about doing it sooner yeah, i was kind of thinking january Okay, I'd be up for it. Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons we've been holding off doing it is because uh, there is a planned uh, new version of it coming out. Yeah, and so but we've done that before for other things like Jurassic Park. So why not? Yeah, like a newer movie. It has been in production hell for quite a while, and so who knows if it's really going to come out or not. And we do have to decide if we're going to look at the television version of Logan's Run
2: or the graphic novel.
0: Oh yeah, but a graphic novel. That's a. Yeah, I'll take James a week, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pretty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll decide what we're going to cover in a bit.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think we should just go ahead and do that for January. Yeah, I can start and then yeah. Are you leaving 1st of February or sometime in February? <laughs> nah, February 19th. Okay. Oh, So yeah. in February, we'll So after, we'll after
0: up President's up Day. Okay. I, I think we should throw more Love, Death, and Robots in. They were yep. great adaptations. They were fantastic. We just need to track down the stories yep. that yeah, they're yeah. based off of. That might take a little bit of work, I've, but if they're—I've already looked them all up. Oh, you do? Yep, it's on. It's on the spreadsheet. All those, okay. all those
2: space ones were
0: awesome. <laughs> you know, if we do, if we leave enough lead time, there could be time to reach out mm-hmm. to the people in charge of making the Love, Death, and Robots anthology mm-hmm. on Netflix, or to individual authors. Right now, you know, who knows if they're going to respond? Because you know, some authors uh, do not. Not all of them invite them over uh, invite us over to their house, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everyone is in Portland as daniel h as as chill as daniel H Wilson um, <laughs> yeah, we can always ask and see what happens, yeah, yeah, that would be cool all right, so
2: anyhow, thank you, stephen,
0: yeah, w- we out? We yep. need to be blessed, especially because to give Christmas. us a pull a x blessing, yes. <laughs> Polaric's Blessing.
2: <laughs> I might use that for the title. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to pull the blessing from, from another mostly secular Christmas movie. Oh. Uh, so until next time, thank you for listening, everybody. Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and whatever else you celebrate. And uh, until next time, may your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be white. Merry Christmas. Song. Yes, Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas!
2: A book with no pictures. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I was struck like, by uh,
2: we got the um, right I'm the sorry about that. Uh, production value of Jane James <laughs> instrumenting himself with some nasal spray. <sighs> <laughs> he
1: needs some eucalyube. Well, I'll take this opportunity to moisten my nose. <laughs> Are you sick? Nope, not at all. Is know. that just saline? Or? Yeah, it's just saline. Okay. There's a, like, the part of my nose has gotten really dry from all the blowing nose, and yeah. it's starting to, like, crack, so I'm trying to... It's the only part you that hurts you're, anymore. You're not snorting yeah. it like... No, 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 no yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get the part that's healing.
2: You know I could score some of that? Yeah. Snort? Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. That's <laughs> the stuff. You ever seem better off dead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't do this, I'm going to be my, like my neighbor, Ricky Schmidt. <laughs> Stays at home and snorts nasal spray. He snorts nasal spray. You know where I can score something? This is pure snow. Do you know what the street value of this mountain is?
0: So maybe the 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, well, the Polar Express to back to the pole. <laughs> I think that's about a stripper, though. Oh, <laughs> who needs faith
1: in Santa Claus? <laughs> Sorry. Aaron. No, no, her name is Faith.
2: <laughs> Oh, I might put that in the the after. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, how about we rank them?